Well, well, well. Ladies and gentlemen, Ba here for a very special Philadelphia Eagles edition of Show Us Your TDs. That's right, folks. Get ready for an hour long full of tears blaming the refs. I'm sure we're going to hear blaming Dak. I mean, did you see that fucking run for the two-point conversion? All right, stop laughing. Stop laughing. They want this to be serious. 28-23. to 23, The 8-1 Philadelphia Eagles dominate the Dallas Cowboys, regardless of what Gooby says, and there will be tears from him about the refs. Trust me. But hey, everything's looking up. They got Martavis Bryant. And they always have the five rings, right? <laughs> All right, boys, I got to enjoy my uh, bye week here as we're, again, first in the division. Can't wait to hear this episode. On with the show. Welcome back to another episode of Show Us Your TDs. It's your extremely frosty milk beverage singing the cowboy blues. And guess what? Gooby's not here to do it with me, that bastard. No, he's actually sick and Gooby get well soon because we're going to need you for the rest of the season. It's okay because my frown has turned upside down. And why, you might ask. Back by popular demand, it's the smallest Bronco fan you'll ever know. She's Bronco busting around like no other. What? Pull up a high chair and say hello, small fry. What it do? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me back. Well, thank you for showing up. I know it took you a minute or two, you know, finding the biggest chair you could in your in your household, but you're we so appreciate okay. it. It's okay. I understand, though. It's what happens when Dak's your quarterback. You're just all sassy and shit. Facts. Absolutely. Like, those diseased pigeons beat the shit out of us last Sunday. Well-deserved, my friend. Well-deserved. Was it, though? Yes. Uh, yes. Fuck the Cowboys. Ah, uh, so rude. Why do I put up with this? I'll tell you why. Because it's entertaining, and I know you will entertain the hell out of us in week 10. So should we just re- get right into Gooby's fantasy football update? Yes, I need to hear this. What time is it? Game time! Boo! Well, brace yourselves, everyone. Gooby is still perfect. The little turd burglar won 110.95 to 104.90. Burl these nuts in your mouth. That's the name of his team. Defeated Mr. Gibbs. And we should talk to Mr. Gibbs because I think it's a terrible fucking name. I don't know what that means. I'm sure there's some meaning behind it, but fantasy football related. I thought you're supposed to have like a football name in fantasy. I thought so too, but in apparently in his league, yeah. not not everyone got the memo. Sounds super profesh, though. It like, is sitting behind a desk on a computer. I mean, I guess you had that one dud in the bunch, right? You gotta have one. In my league, we had a few. Ooh. 
Shall I go over his victory? Yes. Yep. So I am going to do something different than Gooby because Gooby will talk your ear off about everybody on this team. And we don't have time for that on this on this podcast. I'm going to go with three stars from his team last week. And we're going to start with number three, David Njoku. Mm-hmm. He had 10.6 points. Really good game with the Browns. Number two, an unexpected hero, Alexander Madison. 16.3 points. He showed up, finally. Yep. I, actually, I think he's going to be very big going forward because Cam Akers tore his ACL. So that's going to be more running, more plays for Madison. And that sucks because I hate the Vikings. And <laughs> You're such a hater, oh my God. I'm the biggest hater, you know this. And number one, Jalen Hurts. Yes, Captain Pigeon himself. 28.75 points a lot of that on my cowboys off our defense and we're supposed to be number one but we didn't talk about that i can't wait to talk about how dak just like let that fucking win go it was yours it was yours like and i can't wait to talk about it it was gift wrapped for us oh my god on a silver fucking platter the philly special and dak couldn't even handle it what a bum but anyways, we, yes, like Small Fry said, we will talk about that later. Gooby is 9-0 now. He's still riding perfect on that train. I want to know, how do you feel about Gooby being perfect? Well, as a longtime listener of this podcast, I feel like I've gotten to know Gooby a little bit. And I'm actually quite surprised that he's like perfect. No offense, dude. Damn, boy. <laughs> not like the greatest at like picking you pick you pick like me you pick with your heart instead of like the logistics so like i respect it but yes i'm a little surprised but he's got a good team this year he did a good job he did you're you're absolutely right and he keeps squeaking out those wins like you know someone who squeaks out a giant wet fart so good for him you know he's he's riding high he's on that cloud nine do you want to see and set up his next matchup do you want to get into that Yes. Okay, so Gooby, if I can find it, he sent it to me. It's it's here somewhere. Gooby is facing he's facing core values. Another fantastic what? name. I thought this this is the football fantasy league, guys. Come on now. So his first couple of weeks he had names that were brilliant, and then yeah. the last two have been duds. <laughs> so it's burrow these nuts in your mouth versus core values. The projections are 121.85 to 114.41 in favor of Gooby. So as of right now, Gooby has Joshua Dobbs versus Josh Allen. He's got Michael Pittman Jr. versus Dante Johnson. Jamar Chase, who is questionable, versus Dell. Madison versus Pollard. Etienne versus Jalen Warren. Ferguson versus Taysom Hill. Interesting pick. Jacoby Myers versus Zay Flowers. Stefan Diggs versus the Chicago Whiteout Moore, who, spoiler alert, Chicago already played yesterday in the toilet bowl game of the century with the Panthers versus the Browns. I didn't even watch. Did you did you happen to check it out? Absolutely not. Oh boy. I'd rather sit through a Broncos game. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'd rather watch paint dry. That's pretty bad. So is watching a Broncos game. 
<laughs> equally, equally traumatizing. Equally nauseating. Fact. Okay. Actually, I've just been informed that Gooby made a trade <gasps> yesterday. Oh my god, who the hell cares? So he's making some moves. He's trying to keep that perfection train intact. He traded Hollywood Brown, wide receiver of the Cardinals, to I don't know who, but he got Gus Edwards, the running back of the Falcons, or sorry, Ravens. This is a, actually a great move on his part. I know he was lacking a little bit in the running back depth. Gus Edwards is having a fantastic season with the Ravens. He's been hot the last two weeks. And Hollywood Brown losing Josh Dobbs and getting Baby Yoda back at the helm. You never know what you're going to get. I want to hear your thoughts on the trade. I'm not going to lie. I'm not too sure who those people are. So I don't really... <laughs> an opinion on this <laughs> I'm not gonna look like you said I've been out for a couple weeks I'm not sure I'm not sure <laughs> it, you know what it's a fair trade it's top end wide receiver for a top end running back issue is is Kyler Murray going to be the same Kyler Murray as always he's not even playing is he he is playing yeah he's starting this week well, he's been announced that he's gonna start this week part of the reason why they were able to trade Dobbs to the Vikings because they knew at some point Baby Yoda was coming. Mm. So he he's back in the saddle. That's a mistake because Dobbs is doing great. Is it though? If you're trying to tank? Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. I mean, these guys do know what they're doing, even though it looks like they don't. But they're tanking. Kyler Murray's back. Hollywood Brown's volume could go up. Gooby has a lot of good wide receivers. He's got good depth. You know, Pittman, Moore, Chase... He's got Myers. That's why, like, I'm okay not knowing who this trade is because the top half of his roster is stacked. Yeah. So is this going to make, like, a difference? Running back depth-wise, it might. It might. There still are bye weeks. Madison, even though he's his, his volume is going to increase, he could still do nothing. He's been really basically a spectator most of the season, mm. except for last week. So this could be a great move, a flex move, a second a running back move. It's it's a nice move, I think, on Gooby's part, smart on his part, which is a lot to say usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it was a good deal for both parties. But the million dollar question here, is he going to remain perfect? Yeah. No doubts? He's gone this far. Like, no, he's going to keep going. Honestly, like, I kind of think he's going to take the whole thing. I don't want to put that pressure on him. I mean, it's a pressure moment, though. He's got to be ready. Yeah. But Gooby doesn't do good when he loses. So well, let's just say he's going to win. So he stays happy. But I think it's great content when he does lose because then he sulks. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want sulking Gooby. We like the Gooby who's been winning the last bunch of weeks. I mean, yeah, we do like when that lovable pop and fresh look like is happy. So... Losing, like, look at his team. Look at what he's been up against thus far. Can you see him, like, not winning the whole thing? No, because nothing lasts forever. Especially being perfect. Like, I, I would rather lose in the regular season and then keep the momentum going afterwards. Like, you have that little roadblock, and then you pick yourself up and you drive right through the race. I think Gooby will win this week. I think his team is stronger than his opponent even though he's missing Jalen Hurts and DeAndre Swift. Like, those are two big pieces missing. Is out this week, though? They're both on a bye. So they're both on a bye. So that's why he has Joshua Dobbs. 
not a bad backup replacement, really. Dobbs played like he did last week. No problem. The potential is there. And if Jefferson comes back, too, he's questionable. If Jefferson comes back, the potential is through the roof for Dobbs to have a nice game. Yeah. But part of me wants to get my voodoo doll out. And if you don't know what my voodoo doll looks like for Gooby, it's basically the Slimer character from Ghostbusters. And I just want to put a hex on it and have him lose. Why, though? That's so mean. It, I told you, it makes no, for I good content. Because do you just want the drama. You just want the drama, you want the tea, you want to be all up in it and then get to be like, oh, well, it sucks that you lost. I'm just going to go da 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 run away. I'm going to run away. I'm the one coming full force with it. <laughs> I'm not going to run away from it. I think it's hilarious. I think all things come to an end. He's on a great run. This is a magical run. I, I think my best... I went 7-0 and then I finally lost. But I was expecting to lose. It was bye weeks, right? Really just you projecting because he's already gone longer than how, than you've gone. Just Been in this. Just in this. Not Just in this. Not in other activities. I'm just saying. It sounds like you're a little salty because he can last longer than you. Nope. Uh, just in this. And <laughs> love, like fantasy. Nah, I ain't salty. I like I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Okay. I'm the one that told him to make the trade. He he messaged me and asked, "Do you think I should do this?" I said, "Hell yeah! This is great for depth. This is a good player who can potentially take you over the hump." But in the back of my mind, I just think it's hilarious if he drops the ball here. But I'm still cheering for him. I'm still cheering for him. I hope so. You wouldn't be a very good friend if you weren't cheering for your friend. This is true. But I'm a different breed, so that's a different podcast. <laughs> Small Fry thinks he's going to win. I, too, think he's going to win. He will be 10-0, and 0, and hopefully we get to hear from him next week <laughs> on his celebration or his defeat. I'm still getting that Slimer doll out, and we'll see what happens from there. That's so mean. Leave your voodoo doll for when it really needs to be. For the championship? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would hate life. You're evil. You're evil. All right, let's go to the highlights then. And you mentioned Salty, you mentioned Sweet. Let's talk CJ Stroud to the rescue, beating down the Bucks 39 to 37. I wish they, I could watch that game. Me too. I, I missed out on that one. Baker Mayfield went 21 for 30, 265 yards, two touchdowns, four rushing yards, and CJ Stroud making history. 30 for 42, 170 yards, five touchdowns, small fry. Do you know whose records he broke that night? He's been breaking a ton of records. Mr. Dak Prescott. Ugh. Ain't nobody, got to, ain't nobody got time for Dak Prescott. I think it was like passing yards or most yards in a game for a rookie in like your first year, something like that. that that's what it that's was. I feel like would like just dig into Dak. This is the worst. Dak deserves it. Maybe he shouldn't be whack. I know. So he does, like you said, he set the record for, he set the record with his win. The total amount of yardage set by a rookie single game record. On the other hand, like there was some, some great stats in this game, like Kate Otten, tight end of the Bucks, six receptions, 70 yards, two TDs, Tank Dell, 
a great up-and-coming wide receiver for the Texans. Six receptions, 114 yards, and two TDs. So I want to ask you, because I need to know, is CJ winning Offensive Rookie of the Year? Is it already been set in stone? If, if, if he doesn't get it, I don't know who else would. I just watched like the highlight reel. He was fucking phenomenal. And you know what? I'll say that about Baker too. Like the offenses in this game were just doing magic. Uh, and I wish I watched the whole thing because it was so exciting to watch the highlights because it was just like a back and forth, back and forth. The offenses were always do some, doing something. I don't know where the defenses were. Obviously, the defenses were struggling when the scores are that high. Because it could be really exciting, but also be very low scoring too. And that's just when the defenses are like doing their job. The defense was non-existent. No, on both sides. Like, yeah. I don't know if they were on both sides. It made for a great shootout. Like, I, I remember I was following the game and it was going back and forth, but it wasn't as exciting. And then it was the last game of the one o'clocks. And you're like, oh, did CJ just do that? And it was a thing of beauty. I love how great he is right now. And I love that he's a rookie. And I love that he wasn't like the number one quarterback drafted. And part of me loves that like Carolina is struggling. <laughs> no, I think CJ Shard, he's just so good. He's And I can't wait to continue to watch him because he gives me like Tom Brady vibes. This is what we're seeing out of a kid for the first, his first eight games. Am I getting that right? Like he's like a rookie rookie. Just drafted yep. last year. First year, yep. So like in the first eight games, you're like this phenomenal and you're just getting started. This is a phenomenal foundation for him to just continue to be so great. Like he's going to supersede everyone in his draft class and, you know, probably a lot of the better quarterbacks that are out now. I think you give him a couple of years. He might be one of the faces of the NFL. Fucking facts. Fucking facts. But let's keep the excitement going. We name dropped him a couple of times. Let's talk about the comeback kid, Joshua Dobbs, beating the Dirty Birds 31 to 28. Yeah. So he actually didn't start this game. Jaron Hall started and was knocked out. He has a concussion. He's still out officially. Dobbs does get the start this week. Well, he's going to ride the pine. So let's talk about his numbers. 20 for 30, 158 yards, two touchdowns, 66 rushing yards, a rushing TD, and he, he did fumble the ball twice, but that's okay. We can't be perfect in life. Also, do you know the? Do you know how he oh, got I know. the game? Oh, no I know. Snaps, no practice, no nothing. He doesn't even know half of the, his team members' names is what I heard in an article. Whatever. He, ha- he actually had to <laughs> communicate with the head coach, Ken O'Connell, to translate some of the offensive plays. Say what? As he was going, no, seriously, he had in the I huddle. Think- in the huddle, he had to because, like he said, he didn't know some of the players' names. He didn't know the formation. But for someone to actually come in and get the win, come like not let alone like play the game and be adequate, got them the win, game-winning drive. For him to do that, that speaks volumes. And it's crazy because Taylor Heineke didn't play a bad game either. Nope. He was twenty-one for thirty-eight, two sixty-eight yards, a touchdown, a pick. Ran the ball a little bit with twenty rushing yards. We've kind of already talked about it, but how impressed were you with this win for Joshua Dobbs and the Vikings? I like the Vikings because I watched quarterbacks and kind of fell in love with Kirk Cousins. Not going to lie, so I'm a little biased. But the game got exciting when Dobbs came in. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. 
I was watching the highlights and I literally wrote, started slow, felt underwhelmed until <laughs> Dobbs came out. Heineke looked like he picked up a little bit as like Dobbs was hyping up. It's like Heineke was hyping up too. I'm just, I love him. I think he's so great. I, I can't wait to see what he does too because how many years is it in, in the NFL now? It's a couple. He's been back and forth. He's been on a few teams. He's never been on a team for a full year. Yeah. So I think this is like his fifth team or something like that. So this has been great for him. He gets to audition basically for a quarterback spot. The fact that you said audition is hilarious because when I was watching the when I was watching the highlights in my head, I'm like, obviously he's like the third string. And the way he was playing, and I said to myself, I'm like, isn't this a great interview? Isn't this a great way to tell everyone in the league that they fucked the, they fucked up? Yep. And now they get to see what you're going to do. And he did it as a the third string quarterback. He brought the Vikings back. Well, he was only the third string because he didn't know the offense. I think he was going to be the starter regardless, just not this game, but he forced the hand of the Vikings. I don't even know what happened to the other quarterback. Well, Jared Hall anyways, what is he like a 12? He's like a baby. Excuse me? He's not good. He's not Joshua Dobbs. So, yeah, <laughs> this was like Stevie Wonders wandering into the streets at night. Are you fucking kidding me? That's what this was. He had no idea what he was doing. And he got the Vikings the win. Pretty remarkable. So good. So good. Like you would never think that he had practiced. The amount of connections that he was making. Obviously, you, you have your fuck ups like you don't know this team. But the fact that this is your first game with a new team, no practices, no studying, no nothing. And I think we like underestimate how difficult it is to be a football player. Like when you we watch a lot of series. No, but like, I think a lot of people look at football players like dumb jocks, which why would you not? Hey, yo, what the fuck? But when you realize how like intricate a lot of the stuff is that they have to do, like the plays, you're like, oh, you have to be kind of smart. You have to read for one. You have to study the plays. The eye test has to be there. The eye hand co coordination has to be there. Well, and There's... the fact that like Dobbs won the game without having any of that. Yeah, like, Stevie Wonders. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. The Stevie Wonder comment, but I get it. Well, we can flip the script and talk about disappointments. Oh, can we talk about Dak now? Oh, it's all about Dak. Yeah. Him Thinking up the joint and sinking the Cowboys ship 28 to 23 against the dirty ass pigeons. I'll read you his numbers. And I know Boz laughing his ass off right now. Oh, you know, you know, it's funny. When I was watching the highlights, I was like, I wonder if you guys ever sat in a room and watched these games before together. I think that would just be hilarious. So spoiler alert, I'm no, never mind. I was going to say I've never watched a game with Ba in person, but that's a lie. We used to go to wing night on Mondays. Monday night football would be on the background. We wouldn't be watching the games. We'd be drinking and eating and doing other mischievous oh, steps. So you've never watched a game together? No, we've never actually physically sat down and watched. We'll chirp each other during games in our group chat. Cowboys and Eagles, we've never sat down to actually watch game. You have to, and you have to record it. You should just do a pod with YouTube watching the next time <laughs> the Cowboys and the Eagles play. Oh my God. We were thinking about going live, going YouTube live because it would just be insane. That would have been fucking hilarious. Well, there's there's three weeks, three weeks and they meet up again. So you just never know. In three weeks? 
three or four weeks. Yeah, they're playing them very soon. Maybe, you know, Dak will get like a little bit better and won't be as shitty. That's not funny. I'm not holding my breath, but let's let's look at his numbers here. 29 for 44, 374, which is encouraging because that's back to back over 300 yard games. Mm -hmm. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Again, encouraging. Very. (laughs) 14 rushing yards. His counterpart, Jalen Hurts, 17 for 23, 207 yards, passing yards, two touchdowns. He also had zero picks because he's throwing the ball away a lot this season. Well, he is hurt. He doesn't want no one to touch him. That's not an excuse to throw the ball away. I'm sorry. If you have an injured knee and you see a truck running for you and you have no one to throw it to, obviously you're going to throw it away. Stay down. <laughs> Sounds like a him problem. 36 <laughs> rush, thirty-six rushes and one rushing touchdown. CeeDee Lamb had a beast mode of a game. 11 receptions, 191 yards, no touchdowns. But still, he was all over the field. And A.J. Brown, seven receptions, 66 yards, one touchdown. His streak did end, receiving over 125 yards, but he already set the record last week. Small fry, I'm going to ask you, and I don't want you to be modest. I want you to lay the hurt right in. Well, I don't need to go back because Hurts already did it. Based on her feet. And the hype around Dak. I don't get it. Okay, save that for our next segment. I want to ask you a different question, though, because we we know the Cowboys screwed up and we know Dak fucked up. 56 yards worth of penalties and you couldn't capitalize. That 56 yards took you to the six fucking yard line. Yeah, you don't get sacked twice in a row and then draw a penalty. Like, come on, with the game on the line. Yeah, big L. Loser. Should the Cowboys be actually pleased about the, how the way they played in this loss? Should they be encouraged? Because yes, they did lose and you don't get anything for losing. Uh, but it I wasn't was, a beat down. It was close. It could have gone either way. Should they be encouraged? Well, you know, I think when we look at Dallas, we just think about how shit Dak is. But like their team isn't terrible. They got some good ones on D and they got some good offensive. It's just Dak that shit. Which sucks, which sucks, because I think if you swapped out a quarterback, can you imagine CJ Strout? Whoa. Dude, you guys would win the Super Bowl. Or Jalen Hurts. Or Jalen Hurts. Really anybody. (laughs) But no, 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 no. not Baker Mayfield. No, 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 no. No. Well, obviously, but I wouldn't consider Baker Mayfield to be going to the fucking Super Bowl. Like CJ Strout might take Houston there this year. No, that's a hot take. They're they're a couple uh, years away. They might make the playoffs. I might give you that. The Super Bowl? We'll dive further more into that later, but no. No, miss me with that. So for me, same old ass boys. Can't win when it matters. And Dak is the big problem. Why do they choke? All of them do too, because nobody was, was helpful in that last drive. Is it... We all choke together? That's what she said. <laughs> all for one, one for one all. One for all? What the fuck is that? I get teamwork makes the dream work, but like, fuck. If one of you fails, it doesn't mean you all jump on and fail too. It's a nightmare and it doesn't seem to be getting better because they make stupid moves like signing wide receiver Mart- Martavius Bryant. 
a guy who hasn't played since 2018, who can't stay off the weed. So he's not and even gonna play. Actually, he probably will see time because he's six foot four. He's a big target. That's what they're kind of missing in their wide receiver core. But this guy hasn't played in so long. You could have made a move at the trade deadline for Cortland Sutton, a man you know Denver very well. Let Sutton go. Sutton's the only thing that is good about that team. They should because they'll get tons of draft capital. They need draft capital. Cortland Sutton or... Capital is not going to do anything when your quarterback's a piece of shit. Yeah, but you get to draft a quarterback because your quarterback's a piece of shit with multiple draft picks. That's the thing. Or you turn that into getting someone else. Kyler Murray, maybe. Or, Mm -hmm. like, who knows? I'm just saying you you need draft picks because you wasted them away with Russell and your stupid-ass coach. I know. God. So bad. I would have even taken Chase Claypool from Miami, a guy who doesn't play at all, who's six foot four. You could have got him for like a six round pick. But what is it matter that they're six foot four? If you can't do nothing with the height. No, because (laughs) in the red zone, the Cowboys are terrible. Height actually helps in the red zone because you can just throw it up and maybe the guy can bring it down, move around. The the height is a big issue on this team because. CD Lamb, although he's six foot two, he's very skinny, he's very small stature. Cooks is five nine. Gallup seems to forget how to play football. And Ferguson is a rookie. Well, not a rookie. He's uh been there a couple of years, but he's basically his first year as a starter. Yeah. So they they're looking for other big targets and they somehow landed on Martavius Bryant. Fucking joke. Let's move on. The Sunday nighter. A big time game, a rematch of last year when Demar Hamlin was basically dead on the field. Uh, he did. They had Te- to technically nine minutes, nine or ten minutes. Some, something like that, something crazy like that. So this is the rematch from last year. A lot of emotion, a lot at, at stake for both teams. It was a doozy. Uh, Joe Cool ends up winning twenty-four to eighteen. I think he's back. You seem to disagree. You don't. You're not a fan of his, but that's okay. We, that's why we get along so well because we agree to disagree. Josh Allen went 26 for 38, 258 yards, one touchdown, a pick. No surprise there. 44 rushing yards and a rushing TD. And Joe Cool himself, 31 for 44, 348 yards, two touchdowns, and he actually ran around a little bit. It looks like. The injury bug is gone from him. Stefan Diggs did Stefan Diggs things. 86 yards, a touchdown, six receptions. T. Higgins went off with eight receptions, 110 yards, no touchdowns. But he now is hurt and he will not be playing this week. So that's one less target for Joe. I want to ask you, and I want your honest opinion, at five and four, are the Bills the most disappointing team in the NFL? <gasps> oh, that's so harsh. That's too harsh. Not disappointing. I think they're going through like a growing, I think they're going through like growing pains. They've been at the top for so long, right? Like the last couple of years, that's all you heard. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Just like how you say like Gooby's bound to lose one. The Bills were bound to have a bad season. They've been too fucking good. Since like Allen and Diggs like really like connected, they've been like too good. I don't think they're the worst team in the league. I think they're just having some. Not the worst, the most disappointing. I wouldn't say they're the worst team. What? They're not. They're not doing terrible. What are they? Five and four. Five and four. 
They're doing better than the Broncos. Like, that's fine. Everybody's doing better than the Broncos. Well, okay. mostly everyone. The Broncos are the <laughs> disappointing team. You have Russell Wilson and Sean Payton on one team. That's disappointing as fuck that these are the results you get. So, they were no, the most disappointing not- team last year. This was expected that they were going to suck. But yes, you're right. Adding Sean Payton to the mix, they're even more disappointing. Yeah. But I think as like you just nailed it as a top caliber team, I would say at five and four, they are the most disappointing because you expect them to lead that division. The Dolphins lead that division right now. Yeah, but the Dolphins have like the fastest team in the fucking league. Obviously, they're going to lead a division. Yeah, but Tua can't beat the good team. He did not beat Josh Allen. He did not beat Jalen Hurts. He did not beat Patrick Mahomes. Nope. So he beat up on all the shitty teams. Cool. But the Bills, I expect them to be at the top. And I think they are the most disappointing team because there's no more room to grow. It's championship or bust. So I think Josh Allen needs to dial it back when it comes to being a stat whore. And he needs to run less, needs Mm -hmm. to play more team ball. And I think under Sean McDermott, everything's been said. I think he did a great job cleaning up the mess before he got there. Absolutely. And sometimes you need a different voice in the room to get you going. And I think Sean McDermott has overwelcome to stay and they might need a new head coach going forward i think that's too hard they're not that disappointing like you're making them sound like terrible they lost to the Bengals. i would have said the Bengals were the most disappointing team three weeks ago but now they're five and three they've gone on a roll the ship's been right written or whatever the saying is you stupid well i guess the, 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 agree the ba- agree. look at the Bengals. they started off what one and three they were terrible. They also play in the hardest division in football. But yeah. the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns are all over 500 teams. Mm-hmm. The Bills, you really only have the Dolphins contending in your division. The Jets are crap, and the Patriots are a, a joke. An absolute joke. Talk about disappointing. Bill Belichick, what the fuck? Bill Belichick needs to retire. I don't care what you say. He should have retired when Brady left. Like, leave on a high. What are you trying to accomplish? No, he wanted to stay to prove that he could win without Brady. And he has not won since Brady left. No, he has not. But I would say the Bills 100% are one of the biggest disappointments in the NFL right now. Yeah, I I understand where you're coming coming from. I just think those expectations are like super, super high. I don't think they're super disappointing. And also, I don't think you can judge them based off of the game with the Bengals. That game, like, I'm sure it brought back a lot of shit. No, of course, but they also lost to the Patriots. Well, we're not talking about that game, are we? I'm saying up (laughs) until this point, they've been pretty disappointing. They lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Bengals. They do not look good right now. They don't look like a Super Bowl caliber team. You know what I'll say? I think that they're comfortable. Uh... Let's not say disappointing. They're comfortable. They're comfortable. I think this is because I think this is how Dak started. I think you you're told you're good, you're told you're great, you're told you're the best, and you think you could just like stay there. But other teams are going to get better too. That's fair. I just think when you when it's Super Bowl or bust, you have to come out on <clears throat> fire. Look at the Chiefs. Take the Chiefs motto. They are always good, and they don't have a single good wide receiver. They don't have a number one wide receiver, but yet they are the team. They are the team. They are the standard. But Patrick Mahomes is better than fucking... Josh Allen? Yeah, but is he that much better than Josh Allen? Yes. 
Josh Allen's pretty damn good. Would you not say Josh Allen's a top five quarterback? Like the Tom Brady of his generation. And I don't even like Patrick Mahomes. So it's like saying something. He's Patrick Mahomes is real good. You're not beating him. Not necessarily. Like he has to have a real rough fucking game. Or Travis Kelsey has to not be playing. Or Taylor Swift doesn't show up to the game because every time she shows up, they win. Fucking funniest thing. Oh my God. I love it. I want her to miss the Super Bowl. I want them to get to the Super Bowl and her be like, oh, I have to go on tour. And then he just bombs. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with her not being at the Super Bowl either. I think it's run its course. Yeah. Well, let's let's continue the sad talk on a new segment. It's called Is It Time? Mm. It's a segment asking if it's time for these teams to move on from these six quarterbacks I've listed. I'm going to name them and I'm going to wa- and I want you to chime in after each one, okay? Yeah. Let's start with probably one of the worst quarterbacks in NFL history. Oh Recent God. history for sure. Daniel Jones, quarterback yeah. of the New York Giants. He signed a four-year, $160 million contract in the offseason. 92 of it is guaranteed. His stats so far, 909 yards, two touchdowns only, six interceptions, 206 rushing yards, a TD, and one fumble loss. Now, he did tear his ACL last week, so he is done for the season, but he's doing the Giants a huge favor yeah now is it time for them to move on like i'm not just i'm just not sure what he's doing at this point like he just always looks confused what what the fuck i want to say yeah move on just because he looks like he's done and i honestly when i heard he went out with an acl i was like thank god let him best thing that happened to him all season you know what it really is like just for his sake that he doesn't have to like deal with the pressures of being a Giants fan. You know what? I think he needs to retire. <laughs> That's a little harsh. He's only 26. Pardon? Yeah, he's only about 26 Eight years old. Of these players, like flabbergasted me. Daniel so, is 26. He looks like he's fucking 40. Wow. Yeah, because he always looks confused. When your eyes are crossed like that, you're not going to look like a young man. <laughs> Not all 40-year-olds look confused like that. Yeah, but he does. I know. It's bad. Well, here, here's my take. First of all, they should have moved off from him the year after they drafted him because he's just absolute garbage. Flaming garbage. But they can't. The issue is, if they move on from him, there's a huge dead cap that they have to swallow. So they are stuck with him at least until 2025. Because they were saying the dead cap is about $22 million if they release him. Oh my God. And he's a free agent in 2027. So unfortunately, you're stuck with Daniel Jones. And this is stupid of them because they should have signed Saquon Barkley first. They should have given him the money. Yes. And wait and see with Daniel Jones. Because I told everyone last year was a fluke. When you're a free agent or you're paying to get paid, or you're playing to get paid, you're going to play well. Absolutely. Well, look at everybody him. does. They gave him all that money, and then he flopped the first what three or four games. Who's that? Joe Burrow. 
he got hurt. He his problem was he shouldn't have played weeks he one and two. Stretches fucking calves. That's what the problem is. It's a fucking maybe he was maybe he was swimming in his money and he forgot to. Okay, that sounds like a him problem. You should always stretch before you fucking go swimming. Moving on. <laughs> Jordan Love, yeah, QB of the Green Bay Packers. He signed a one-year, twenty-two point five million extension. 13 of it fully guaranteed and it runs through next season he's the first year starter his numbers so far 1720 yards 12 touchdowns eight ints 171 rushing yards two rushing tds he even has a two-point conversion so he started off really hot yeah but now he's ice cold do you think it's time to move on from him like it's a small sample size but he has eight interceptions in five games him though it's really what? strange i don't understand because i feel like if that was ev- any other team he'd be benched already is this his second year he would backed up aaron Rodgers the last three oh. seasons i believe to be shit well you would think you'd learn something from him i know aaron Rodgers didn't want him there but you oh. would have thought that he would have learned something from him picked up some tips watching him in practice but he looks terrible he looks lost daniel Again, jones syndrome daniel jones you know what maybe maybe and it sucks because he's he's still really really young i appreciate the faith they have in him but i think he needs more conditioning i think they need to do with him what the jets originally did with zach wilson and be like we're going to get a vet quarterback in here we're going to play him starter and you are just going to pick up on everything. He needs to go back on the bench. But they did that. He was behind Aaron Rodgers for three yeah, or four years. Obviously Aaron Rodgers didn't do his fucking job. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers didn't want him there. It's not his job to make him a better quarterback. It's, well, it's his not, job to learn and watch. It's not Jordan Love's job or it's not his problem if like Aaron doesn't want to fucking teach him or like want to be a role model. No, it's not. But then you can see the play. He doesn't know what he's doing. He holds on to the ball too long, and then he panics and throws the ball away. That, that's a product to him not understanding the game. I think they should move on. I think he's a backup quarterback at best. I think so, too. I agree. All right, let's get a little older. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, QB of the LA Rams. He's got 2,070 yards, eight touchdowns, seven picks. 68 rushing yards, a couple of two-point conversions. He's 35 years old, small fry. He signed a four-year, $160 million deal a few seasons ago. 130 of it is guaranteed. He's won the Super Bowl with them. They have a potential yeah. out in 20, 20, <laughs> 2026, and it carries an $18.5 million dead cap hit. Should they move on from him? And he's currently injured. Oh, He's nursing a thumb injury. So I feel week like week. it's bad juju talking about these injured players getting kicked off their teams. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a, a conversation that needs to be had because if he can't stay healthy, like he was hurt last year too. If he can't stay healthy, then okay. eventually you're going to have to move on. Jen, not that he's not doing well, but if he's not healthy, he can't play. But I think this is also a player thing too. Like you need to know when enough is enough. If you're fucking getting hurt every year, then you need to like retire. Because, like, your body will give out on you. Absolutely. I agree with that. I don't think it's time yet. I think 
They have a nice foundation with Puka. Mm-hmm. They got a couple of nice young kids. They do need to develop the running game. Actually, Williams is not bad too. When it's time to get rid of him is when you trade Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. When you blow that up, yeah. then it's time. But I think they should hold on to him for now. Well, because I think they kind of created an offense around him, right? And when you start trading off those guys, you might as well get rid of your fucking quarterback too and just start fresh. Well, they, they got what they wanted. They got the Super Bowl. Yep. That's why they went big. They got Von Miller that year too. Fucking. Got, yep. Fucking got Von Miller. Oh. E- easy there. Keep it in your pants. All right. Next, Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. He, he signed a six-year, $258 million deal, 150 of it guaranteed. He's 27 years old. This season, 2,428 yards, 18 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 233 rushing yards, six rushing TDs, a couple of two-point conversions, and he's lost the ball twice. Do you think it's time to move on from Absolutely. Josh Allen? Absolutely. He, they would be stupid to do that. Facts. They can't afford to. They can't afford to. No. It's only like half a season that he's been doing shit. We need to give him a little bit more time to come back. It's not that he's doing shit. First of all, his interceptions are astronomical. He's always high with picks. That needs to change. I think, again, it's it's, it's the stats. I don't know why he likes to be a stat whore, but he's a stat whore. That's that needs to cut down. in. What's that? He's been a stat horse since he got in. Okay, but there's a time and place when you're trying to win a championship, the stats don't mean as much to you. It's about winning the championship. So you need to make the right throws. You need to know when to make the right throws. You need to know when to take the sack. You need to know when to throw the ball out of bounds. It's a maturity thing. At this point in the game, you need to push aside the ego and think about the team. That's what's holding them back. I'm sure he can do that when his teammates do that too. His teammates do. He's the reason. I'm pretty sure they're all in it to win. He's just in it to get his stats. You think Allen's in it to get his stats and not everyone else on that team? I mean, there's always incentives, right? Universe has been telling this team that they are so amazing because of their stats. For how long? Too long. Exactly. So when that's when that's what that's all you're hearing. What the fuck does it matter? Anything else? Your stats are great. Your stats are great. That's it. He needs to have a talk with Jim Kelly because Jim Kelly took the Bills to the Super Bowl a couple times. Now, I know they didn't win, but you need to get to the Super Bowl at some point in your career. You're a top five quarterback yeah. and you shouldn't be set only for anything less. Plus, they do need a new voice. I do advocate them to get a new coach. Let's go lower on the totem pole. Baker Mayfield. Boo, you stink! QB of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. Signed a one-year, $4 million deal, and he has some crazy signing bonus, too. He's 28 years old. His stats this season, 1,865 yards, 12 touchdowns, four picks, 122 rushing yards, a couple of two-point conversions. Do you think it's time for the Bucks to move on from him? And I'm not saying right now, but maybe don't bring him back next season. Mm-hmm. I think you can keep him around for another season. I think keep him around for another another season. Let's see if this is a fluke or not. Because I, I feel like he's like getting into a groove. He's playing well. Like he hasn't played like this since he's took them to the playoffs and the upset Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's playing well. 
My whole issue with him is, can he get you to that next level? And I don't think he can do that. So this is my problem with like releasing all these quarterbacks when they're having a time, right? Because you look at Dobbs, how many teams did he have to go on? The team are just passing him like past the buck. And then to finally come to the Vikings and have an amazing audition. These guys need opportunities to show what they can do. You just keep passing him around. He's never going to get comfortable. He's never going to feel secure. He's never going to be able to build the relationship with his teammates to actually do something. Yeah, but he hasn't lived up to the being number one pick overall. He hasn't lived up to it. Let's let's well, face no. it. No, absolutely not. But how many number one picks have been like that great? Not a lot. It, okay, so it, nothing up to it. So if we're going to go by that, then number one picks need to go. Young needs to go. Who else? If I'm Carolina, I'm doing everything in my power to get the number one overall pick next season. We screwed up by not taking CJ Stroud. I'm giving up on Bryce Young. He looks terrible. He's too short and he does not know what he's doing. Yeah, I would trade Bryce Young like that. At the end of the day, it's a business. And if you're not living up to expectations, you have to move on. You have to cut your losses. Baker Mayfield has had a lot of time to prove that he's a high caliber quarterback. His QBR has only been over 60 once in his seven year career. Finally has his head on his shoulders. I think it's going to be okay now. I think he's going to do well. I would move on. I would actually look into again. I keep going back to Arizona, but I'd look to trade for Kyler Murray. What's Kyler your Mur Kyler Murray? Because he looks like Baby Yoda for one and two. He does not look like Baby Yoda. Yes, he does. You just throw him in green paint and it's the same thing. What? What are you talking about? And if he was on the Bucks with that team, I think the team would be outstanding. He's pretty much the missing piece. I would take him over Baker any day. Really? Oh, I would. And last but not least, America's favorite damn quarterback. Two seasons ago. Should gone. Yeah, I agree. Dak freaking Prescott. Of the Dallas Cowboys, who signed that four-year, $160 million deal, $66 million guaranteed. No, more than that, 130 guaranteed, 30 years old. If they cut him next year, there's a dead cap of $61 million. I, who comes up with these numbers? It's, it's outrageous. His stats this year, 2,011 yards, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions, 118 rushing yards and one rushing TD. He's been with the Cowboys for eight seasons and he's only led them led them to three divisional championship games. Three division games. Is it time for them to move on? Two seasons ago, why is he still here? This, I don't understand the hype. I said that before, like I don't understand. He's okay. He's okay. And everyone talks about him like he should be this amazing gift from God. No, 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 that's not like he's how many times does Dak need to break your heart for you to be like, you know what? Maybe it's just time to end this toxic relationship. I don't know why Jerry doesn't. He's like, go Dak, I don't fucking understand. Is it like is is Jerry Dak's dad? He could be his daddy. No, I, you know what I think it is? It's you draft these players and he was a fourth round pick. So usually you don't That's get fourth round pick. Yeah, he wasn't a he didn't like read between the lines on that. Well, he led them 13 and three the first season. So you thought you found gold in, in the fourth round. The problem is you don't want to be proven wrong and you want to be proud of your draft picks. 
Jerry should be proud that he got this much out of a fourth round pick. This is his ceiling. He's always going to fail when it matters. So it is time to move on. You have Trey Lance waiting. You've got Cooper Rush, the ginger wonder. What? Give them a shot next year. Like, I'm not saying this season to pull the plug. You're going to make the playoffs. You're going to lose in the first round. Let's be real. I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs this year. It's just so disrespectful for you to say something like that. Ooh, I think we need to double down that bet. We'll talk about that after the show. I think it's time to move on. I think next season, you, you, you see what you got out of Trey Lance. That's my whole thing. Well, you know what? Like, Trey Lance seemed super fucking promising when he was with San Fran, and then he got hurt. Yeah, but they had Brock Purdy. Mr. Well, Irrelevant. He didn't come back, though. Like, Trey Lance missed the whole season. So, obviously, they're like, yeah, I get it. But I don't know why they wouldn't start Trey Lance or at least, like, really consider it. Give the kid a chance. Was he first round? He was, like, he was number three. Number number three pick overall in the first round. That's already better than Dax. No, they're not. That Now you're just fabricating. And I, well, I bet, I bet Trey Lance, through from beginning of the career to end of the career, will have more stats than Be- Dax. Why do you say such ridiculous things? Better stats? Way better stats than Dak. Way better. Well, first of all, you have to see see the field to get stats for one. So <laughs> good luck to him. He's the field all the time and barely has stats. Dak has been good the last two weeks. Two weeks. Two what weeks. What happened to last season and the season before that? He, he had one of his greatest seasons last season. Okay, well, what about the season before that? He, every year he's gotten better stat-wise because it was a high-octane offense. Look up, look up the numbers. It's just he's fails in the clutch. When you need him the most, he's not there. That's why he needs to go. He sucks. Agreed. All right. So that was Is It Time, a new segment that we brought to the show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Small Fry, for participating. And you're right. Dak does suck. Let's move on to something fun, and it's Booby's favorite pastime in the toilet. We're going with boom or bust. And I'm just gonna read two players off the wire, I think, that are either worth or not worth picking up this week, and Small Fry's gonna chime in. So we're gonna start with wide receiver Noah Brown of the Houston Texans, and Small Fry, he's a bust. Now, last week, he put up phenomenal numbers, six receptions, 153 receiving yards, a touchdown on six targets. Brown led the Texans in receiving in a memorable victory. He served as the beneficiary of C.J. Stroud's record-setting 470-yard game performance. This was like shooting fish in a barrel, and I don't expect these godly numbers to repeat. He's only suited for four games and is slated behind Nico Collins, Tank Dell, and a returning Robert Woods. He might be equipped in one of those leagues where you could stash a player, mm-hmm. but that's about it. There are better wide receivers out there to pick from. This one, I don't agree with. He's a bust. What do you think? I actually said he was a boom because I liked him in the last game, but then I haven't really been following, so I'm not <laughs> Well, he's a former cowboy. He is fast. He's speedy. And he he can put on the bench. Oh, I mean, he's competing with Robert Woods. Yeah. And he could be some service. Like, again, if you're in one of those 
bigger leagues where you can stash more on your bench. Definitely someone worth to look at, but I'm not taking any value from last week. Great game, but he's not going to replicate that again. No. I don't think so. You got Nico Collins and you got Tank Dell. Two phenomenal big wide so you think receivers. Is a fluke? Oh, yeah. Last week was a fluke because the game was on the line. CJ used everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, one thing he did. Yeah. He was very like equal opportunity. Yeah. He used everybody he could that saw the field. I don't think it's going to be the same, especially against the Bengals. And we'll talk about that on Toonie Bets. Last but not least, Joshua Dobbs. Yes. And he's definitely a boom. And he's a boom going forward. Yes. Last week, 158 passing yards, two touchdowns, 66 rushing yards, a rushing TD, two-point conversion, and lost the ball a couple of times. Okay, now before I go into why you should pick him up, you know that video I sent you, or that guy I sent you, the really good narrator who talks about sports, and he talks about other things too. Oh, yeah. So good. Best voice, best voice on TikTok, hands down. You know what he called Joshua Dobbs? Is it creative because of how he looks? It's, it's yeah. It's I mean, it's not create. It's creative, but it's me. He called me alopecia king. Holy Jesus! I was thinking worse than that, but that's pretty bad. That is bad, and it's bad because Jada Pinkett is the alopecia king. Let, let let's get that straight right now. Don't do not bring her into a good conversation about football. But that's why I'm saying like he was wrong to say that about Josh Dobbs. If anyone's the alopecia king, it's her. And I just think that it's it's not his fault. Like, let's not make fun of a guy for something that's not his fault. Yeah, I agree, obviously. That's kind of funny, though. That's hilarious. I, if I find the video, I'll send it to you. But he's phenomenal. I don't know his name, but he's phenomenal. Alopecia king? Yeah, that's what he called him. Oh, that's Sorry. so terrible. Oh my God, that's so bad. Oh, social media is horrible there's yeah. a there's a new sheriff in town and his name is dobbs yeah. now i know he isn't kurt cousins but who cares <laughs> i'm laughing at the alopecia <laughs> it's so funny he's constructed a good season with 10 passing tds and four rushing tds he's now a dual threat and that's what the vikings need with the next three games being a cakewalk and jefferson possibly returning this week can translate into some big gains for Josh Dobbs. It's already shown, he's already shown that he could start without learning the Viking system completely. This is a pick you cannot afford to lose yeah. and miss out on. Joshua Dobbs is a boom. What do you think? I completely agree. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Just seeing what he can do with no practice, no nothing. I'm so excited to watch. Like, I'm going to seek out Vikings games moving forward. Ew, gross. Like, I need to watch him. And he's, like, great, too. He, like, runs the ball really well. He's humble. And he's a humble guy. And he, he plays to his strengths, which we can't say about Dak. Let's close it off with Toonie Bets, Boz Creation. So it's dedicated to you, buddy. And why don't you start with your bets this week? So I am taking the Houston Texans over, they're playing Cincinnati, right? Yep. Yes, I'm taking the Houston Texans. Ooh. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Just because CJ Stroud is so good. Yes, 
Joe Cool, Joe Daddy, whatever the fuck people are calling him these days. I He's don't. He's your daddy. What? He's your daddy. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. I don't know. All this money he got just rubbed me the wrong way. And like, what are you doing with that money? Obviously not fucking playing football. You definitely came back, had a good couple games, but you are the highest paying quarterback in the league. Rightfully so. Are you sure though? Well, I think Mahomes still should be, but because of the way the market is, he's not. And Mahomes has taken pay cuts for the team. Overrated with those bougie fucking sunglasses he wears and all the clothes. Hater alert. Hater alert. Hater alert. Look, fashion, great. Love it. But like, what are you? Are you playing football? Or are you just like trying to be like a social media darling? And I think that's what this Joe Cool shit is turning out to be. I think that's why he's just like trash. So I am going with CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans because it's just the right thing to do. Is it though? Yes. I mean, it's the risky thing to do. And this is the battle of two surging teams. One of the most exciting games this weekend. I, I can't lie. I'm going to be tuning into this game. Stroud is coming. This kid, this kid, he's a child. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? He's just like on a roll. Like his momentum is constantly building. You can see his confidence week to week grow. And Joe is just like, yeah, I'm great. My team's great. We don't got to do nothing. We're just here. Ba, 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 ba. Whatever, whatever. What? And the Texans are coming back from just being dumpster fire after dumpster fire for the last 10 plus years. Your sister would know. Yeah, I know, right? How could you not pick CJ Stroud? This is a Cinderella story. And if you're not on his side, you're on the wrong side. Ooh, okay. So I disagree with you, obviously. Well, you uh, are also a Cowboys fan, so it makes sense. Well, I can only root for one Texas team, and it's not the Texans. I like the Bengals in this one. It's home cooking. They're on a roll. Even though Higgins is not playing, Chase will play, and he's on the case. Bengals' defense is no joke. They're 11th in the league, and since you can't afford to lose, their schedule is horrendous. They've got the Ravens, the Steelers, the Jags, the Colts, the Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs. They close it off against the Browns. Game underestimating the fire that the Texans have for finally fucking winning. I'm not taking anything away from that win. That's a character win by the Texans. That's how you grow as a franchise. That's how you ascend to the next level. When you win games like that, that is remarkable. My whole thing is they're not ready yet. And the Bengals have more to lose than the Texans. The Texans are playing with house money right now. But the Bengals have to win. Super Bowl finalists, and then they lost in the championship game, the AFC championship game last season. They can't go further down. They have to make the playoffs. Joe Cool has to be worth the money. He is worth the money and worth the admission. I can't bet against him, especially at home. So I'm taking the bangles in this one do what you want i will i do what i want whatever and six and a half though six and a half is a little high that's that's pretty disrespectful to the texans especially if t no t higgins is not playing so it it should be minus three i think this is goes down to a field goal and cincinnati prevails overtime oh I, i mean i'm not mad about overtime i love overtime it's the best part of the game 
I know when it involves the Broncos. Let's be real. All right. Next matchup, I've got my upset of the week, but I don't consider it an upset. It's the 49ers over the Jaguars. The Niners are on a three-game losing streak. The line is minus three for them, so basically it's a pick game. But this is a big game for Purdy and the Niners mm-hmm. because they can't afford to lose either. Yeah. They're tied for the division, and they need to separate themselves from the Shithawks. I think the bye week did them a great service to settle things down and get back to basics. Yeah. Chase Young and Nick Bosa will have Trevor Lawrence running for his life. Oh, absolutely. Bosa is a fucking tank. And you pair him with Chase Young? Yeah, it's over. Number three defense in the league? Yeah, it's about to shoot up to number one. Debo is returning, so that just adds to a high-octane offense. And who's stopping CMC? Tell me. Nobody. Nobody. That guy is a fucking machine. Best running back in the league. Hands down. Oh my God, yeah. So good. And the Jags haven't beaten really anyone besides the Bills. They haven't beaten anyone really that good, that impressive. Jacksonville's not impressive, though. They're 6-2, and two, though. Okay. Their defense is pretty good. Defense is tops in the league. They've got Travis Etienne, who's very good running back, who's led them. I expect to see more from Ridley, but I haven't seen it. And Trevor Lawrence is a really good quarterback. I just like the 49ers to write the ship. I said it correctly this time. Write the ship and get back to their winning ways. That's a good bet. I would take the 49ers too. But it's going to be a dogfight. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait either. Okay, well... This has been your week 10 episode of Show Us Your TDs. And like Aaron Rodgers, we'll be back for week 11. Oh, snap. Did you hear what he said? Uh, Didn't after I Monday tell you he was going to come back for the playoffs? He said he'd be back in a few weeks. I but, think- but no. Yes. No, no. Hold on. He clarified things because people took it out of context. And I know it's him leaving little breadcrumbs like he always does. He's not going to be back in a few weeks. He said on the Pat McAfee show that he's not cleared to play and he won't be back. So at best, you might see him in the playoffs if the Jets make the playoffs. But they have Zach Wilson as a quarterback. So we know that's not fucking happening. Hi. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think the Jets are still real fucking hungry. Did you see them on Monday night? I just think they're hungry. Yeah, maybe the rest of the team is. Zach Wilson's not hungry. He's too busy chasing MILFs. Yeah, what's up with that? He has more views, huh? Obviously. I mean, that that's not a joke. It's all because of the, the Donna Kelsey thing? I don't know where the MILF thing comes from, but to me, it seems like a a joke that just keeps going. But speaking of no jokes, thank you, Small Fry, for putting your tiny pads on and joining me on on the bench for this episode. I really appreciate you not falling off your high chair because I know that took a lot. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. Well, heights aren't your thing, so I, I appreciate you thinking on that chair and hold it on for dear life. Let, let's put it that way. <laughs> what are you up to these days? What are your final words for this episode? Well, you know, as a Bronco fan, we're just holding on for dear life here. 
just uh, enjoying the fact that the Broncos are still playing. Not that we've been driven out of the NFL. That's always a good thing. So I think you should be relegated to the XFL or whatever shitty ass leagues below the NFL. CFL, maybe. I will watch them too because I'm no bitch and I'm no bandwagon jumper. I'll follow those fucking bitches wherever they go. Whoa, those are some hateful words there. And I think you have it directed to a certain destroyer. <laughs> we're talking about. I'm just loyal. I'm just loyal to my team. As you should be, and as everyone should be. Thank you, NA30. Thank you, El Jefe. Team Mustard, you boys are the best. And listen to the latest Wow and Mustard Halloween edition. It's a hoot. Sports for You podcast. Thank you guys for always supporting us and, and highlighting some of my stuff. And we go back and forth. Thank you, NFL. Thank you, Fantasy Football, for existing. And most of all, thank you, listeners. Click and subscribe to NA30 and show us your TDs on my personal Spotify. Trust me, you don't want to waste your time. There's a lot of good content all over the board. Gooby, get well soon. Good luck to you. I may or may not pull out that Slimer Ghostbuster. I'm not sure yet. Small Fry thinks I shouldn't, so maybe I'll listen to her. Not bloody likely. First time. everything, right? <laughs> exactly. That Small Fry, somewhere in between the cracks of her couch as... She's too tiny to sit on it fully. I'm Melky, and we're going to make like Will Levitt's supply of mayo each week and disappear. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Seriously, people, don't put mayo in your coffee. It is that's not cool. Fucking disgusting. Oh my God. <laughs> Bro, Adam Schefter, that breaks the biggest news in all of sports. Yeah just reported that Aaron Rodgers is taking three-step drops. Three-step drops. Yeah. Sometimes <clears throat> when the peacock comes walking by uh-huh. and it got all his little wings Bang. and color, <laughs> ignore it. Yeah. Let it walk by and don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, if you want to go through, throw it to the gym you train at. But hold Take up. Three- uh-huh. oh, hold up. Uh-huh. I'm not a hater or a doubter. I just think there's a certain timeline to come back from this particular injury that no human being has ever been able to, if he can, mm-hmm. bully for him. But his presence, yes. am I wrong to say that his presence is actually a positive for this team? You're not wrong at all, Scott. And I will say this. Shefty's right. This team feels good about him being out there. The fact that he's doing three-step drops is incredible, right? This defense, since week five, has been playing out of their minds. Mm-hmm. Coming into this week, since week five, they were first in points per game given up and first in total QBR. Their quarterback has game-winning drives. He's only thrown one interception. So Aaron Rodgers' presence has almost acted like that darkness retreat that he went on, except he's bringing the light to New York, and no one anticipated that he would do that not playing on the football field. So I'm all about it. I'm not going to doubt this man. I've seen a lot of different things go on. Maybe he can come back and help them he if they keep winning. back this year. Um, <laughs> but, but, but I agree with the presence. The presence does matter, and I think it matters more to Zach Wilson than anybody on this football team. To have somebody that's been in all of the situations you can see and go back and have that rapport with. We all know we all had OGs in the game. We mm-hmm. all had dudes that we would talk to. And to have one while you in the middle of the war, it really matters. But look, man, I'm not going to sit here and talk about Aaron Rodgers coming back. Y'all can put it in a rundown, put it on the damn show, put it on a t-shirt, a TV. It wasn't in a rundown. Hey, but, man, but, I'm but, all, but here's yeah, the but thing. then he went and took some three-step drops. Hey, <laughs> I mean, golly, man. Like, like, <laughs> okay, go ahead, Scott. Go okay. ahead. I'm not going that far on that's that. That's fine. Aaron Rodgers, good luck, man. It really is impressive that he's doing what he's doing, but he ain't coming back. I'm sorry.